And growing up, we learn that magic is not real, and we live our lives finding no proof to the contrary. It is not our fault that we're so wrong, for only those who can use it can truly see it. Since time immemorial, the secrets of Arcana have been protected by ninja, passed down from generation to generation in martial forms that must be mastered with body and mind. With these techniques, the ninja protects the world from evil and fathomable, horrifying monsters and other ninja gone mad with power. All of which we, the non-magical, the unsparked, will never know about. Welcome to the Arcane Ninja World. Rosalind Kinada Cedra as Carmen Ninja. Fishing. Jonas McLean as Tony Pugs. Now we know Pug Louisa doesn't eat fish, but maybe she eats fishermen? Colin Bruce Anthes as Absinthia Moonshine. <laughs> I could use a fisherman's friends. Arcane Ninja RPG is produced by 48vmedia.com and presented by Pod Cavern. As we tell our story, whenever a character interacts with the world around them, players roll 10-sided dice to succeed or fail. The number of dice rolled depends on the specific character aptitudes established during character creation. The difficulty of these interactions ranges from 1 to 5. Players must match or beat it, otherwise the character fails. Keep alert for more rule pop-ups as we go along. Episode 9. Nautical Knots. In our last episode, in spite of Victor's well-sorted test food board, which had a wide assortment of possible edibles, Tony, Carmen, and Abby were not able to find out what Pug Luisa ate. The creature had shown so far no indication of being hungry, even as it had had nothing to eat since hatching. In the morning, they reported on time to Chico Norris. He explained that the party must go see the Oracle for further understanding of the situation, and that they should report to their new senpai, which means older sibling or senior in rank. To their surprise, they found Tim Glass, the lanky blind fellow in his early 20s that they had met first as part of their grading committee. The same person they saw last night at Agarast's rave party, dancing in an alcohol-induced frenzy that was simultaneously a dance and also a masterclass in evasion and defense. Sitting cross-legged under the shade of a large lemon tree in the lemon tree grove at the Claybelt Common Gardens, he was attempting and failing quite spectacularly to catch flies with chopsticks. He instructed them to get ready for a journey and met them an hour later at the shadow portal in the cavern nestled in the roots under the great oak that houses the field ninja. Once back together, Tim guided them through the shadow realm to the east coast of Canada, Prince Edward Island to be more precise. To the most southern tip of it, where they emerged at the bottom of a tall cliff of red rock onto a red sand beach washed calmly by the Atlantic Ocean. A lonely cabin stood a few hundred yards away, and near it, a small floating dock, at the end of which a 15-foot fishing motorboat 
bobbed calmly. The boat seemed somehow too small in contrast with the infinite breadth of ocean behind it. Out of nowhere, a woman appeared behind them, a bucket of large flopping fish in one hand and a very rudimentary fishing rod over her shoulder. Upon sight of Tim, she lowered bucket and rod to produce a foot-long knife with the intent of attacking him. Uh, Lenora, uh, uh, this is my squad. I'm a squad senpai now. Lenora, uh, squad, meet my um, ex-wife. Oh, come on, still hung up on that. You know, it doesn't count. We got married for a mission. Oh, it doesn't count now, does it? It seemed to count very much on the wedding night. In character, in character. We've gone through this. You made promises. There could have been Aenea agents listening on us. We had to make it believable. Look, I, I didn't want to do it. Oh, you didn't. Shit, Tim. But I don't know why you're a ninja. You should have been an actor, because you sure fooled me. No one but I heard what you whispered in my ears. Well, with advanced technology... Oh, shut your face. Just admit that you used me. Be ninja enough to do that. <clears throat> I may have misled you. I thought it would be the only way, you know, to lose my virginity. What was that now? I couldn't hear. The only way to what? Uh, he said the only way to lose his virginity. That's he was being quiet. We all heard it, right? I heard, I heard right? that as well, yes. Everyone on that the beach heard that? Damn it. Damn yeah. it. Yes, my virginity. Okay, it was my first time. How was oh. he? Oh, well, that would explain. <laughs> and also, and that weird thing you did. <laughs> well, he still doesn't excuse you, Timoratio. You are a... Shit person, that's what you are. You left me there. I was captured and locked up. It took me six months to escape, and you know very well what they do to a captive ninja. I, I, I'm really sorry about that, Lenora. I, I had so many regrets. I. That seems inadequate. I went back for you, but it was too late. They had you. I, I stuck around and undercover, trying to find you. Eventually, I heard that you had been killed. I mourned you, Lenora. I'm still recovering from your death. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know you were alive. I'm sorry. I, I, I would have not left. I only heard that you escaped and survived this morning when Chico filled me in with the details for the mission. Why didn't you reach out? Because I thought you had abandoned me. But you stayed. That makes a bit of a difference, I suppose. Okay. Come on, man. Let's go in and have a beer. Fishing already makes me thirsty and running into shit from the past even more so. Make yourselves useful. Get in and carry my stuff. I'll walk ahead with Timoratio so we can have a word in private. You got it, Mrs. Glass. <laughs> Is it just me, or is our senpai 
a, a dick of inexplicable dimensions. You know, he's a, you know, first-time husband. I get that there's some learning pains, oh, but I feel like he, no. he could have, uh, you know, could have avoided a lot of this. She sheathes her knife in the small of her back and takes the lead, moving far enough ahead that the junior ninja cannot hear their conversation. Tim is quick at her heels, walking somewhat awkwardly as he navigates the rocks and sand, a contrite look on his face. She's a short woman with fiery red hair and bronze skin. Her eyes are slightly unsettling, her irises filled with streaks of gold, red and green. They look like jewels, and it is impossible to assign a specific color to them. She's dressed in battered jeans and a white shirt that once had something printed on it, but has since faded away, leaving only a trace of its absence behind. As the young ninjas see them walking ahead, they unconsciously summon their perception and their intuition. One. That extra point of intuition's paying off. <laughs> Inner monologue. Okay, so apart from being a cowardly, self-absorbed dick, this guy has no idea how to repair a relationship. How the hell? Well, is he gonna get us anywhere in a in, in this like what ex marriage slash abandonment slash wife back from the dead nonsense? <laughs> I I seriously have no idea how we're supposed to get to the oracle like this. Inner monologue. I don't know very much about relationships, having spent the majority of my life in solitary confinement, really. But I think this is going well. You know, I think uh, Tim should still definitely spend some time in confession, but do you see the way that they just helped each other over that rock there? When we arrived, they were acting like... Uh, well, like, they were acting like my aunt and uncle, to be perfectly honest, but that right there, that's grandparent vibes. That's, uh, that there, that was a Nona move, the way that she just put her hand right on his elbow there. You know, something tells me they're actually starting to work things out. You know, you can tell they care about each other. That's, uh, you can always tell that with redheads, you know? When they yell, that's because they care. <laughs> At least that's what my aunt always said. And then she'd hit him. <laughs> Either way, uh, are you? Look, I'm are not saying you? we need to choose sides, but are you talking to anyone in particular, just Sky, or have you fully gotten sucked into the Pug Louisa enchantment? She likes to hear about what I'm thinking. She's not a mind reader, are you? You have to tell me if you're a mind reader. She's not saying anything. Look, you guys have your inside thoughts. Oh, hey. I have my outside thoughts. That's how the pug do. Maybe that's what she eats. Maybe she eats thoughts. My thoughts? Yeah. I don't I have mean, a lot of those. That might, 
she 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 hasn't she grown very small, much. Though. She is pretty small. She hasn't grown very much. Hurtful <laughs> and uncalled for. Yet common sensical. So what you're saying is we need to find more uh, intelligent adversaries for her to feast on. Next time we encounter those Russians. I'm saying saying we need to find more. uh, How to put it? Um, Tony should read a book. Retired bakery Hmm. assistants. That's what? That's the next step up over me? A graduated ninja (laughs) and member of the field corps is retired bakery. Why do you retire directly from being an assistant? You can't work your way up to full baker? You know. Put it together, buddy. I'm gonna... Hey, guys, wait up! Whatever beef you guys have is probably still better than what's happening to me back here. I'd like to join your awkward conversation instead. Everyone makes their way into the cabin, following Lenore and Tim. The salty smell of the ocean is refreshing, and the sound of the gentle crashing of the waves is soothing. The cabin is slightly larger up close than it seemed at a distance. They enter into a central area with a dining table that could fit six people, albeit tightly. Large windows give an impressive view of the ocean and the floating deck. Rustic, yet cozy. Three doors lead away from this room. The ninja quickly learn that beyond were the kitchen, bathroom, and bedroom with a double bed. Lenora produces a large beer bottle and glasses for everyone. Are you still into classic ales, Tim? Because I think you may like this one. Tim's actually recently sober. Isn't that right, Tim? Well, yeah, I I quit drinking since I became a senpai, Lenora. Oh? Really? You? Quit? How long ago? Uh, About... Uh, let me think here. Wait, wait. One, there's a time difference. Two, three. I reckon six hours ago. <laughs> Excuse me. What good are you to these kids then? Well, you know, experience, sound judgment, sound judgment. I'm Seems learning a lot when? about relationships. <laughs> yeah. How did you ever convince anyone of that? He doesn't have sight judgment. Chico thought I was ripped. Ah, never mind that. Stop it. <laughs> Why don't we get to planning? Uh, can I roll perception to look to for books? Him? <laughs> uh-huh, yes. Um, absolutely. Pug summons all his perception and intuition looking for a book. Remind me the rules for a critical failure again. Is it, n- is it a one and also no successes? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I got three twos and a one. What's the reverse of finding a book? <laughs> Falling on a book and damaging brain cells? Maybe? No, I would still find the book. Uh, Pug does find a book. Uh-oh, it's the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is uh, holding a piece of furniture out, a, a small recliner. It is under a leg that was broken. Um, and he uh, he doesn't feel he can surreptitiously get it, but he suspects enormously that a book is in that place. And he, he suspects that actually is some kind of uh, 
decoy that is in that place and that the book is really, really important. I got my eye on you. <laughs> okay then, Mr. Sound Judgment. What? So, sorry, darling, do you have something to say? Even nesting in your hair? Reclining, lounging. Pug Luisa right. is uh, firmly uh, grabbing onto Pug's hair, uh, tangled in its little fingers. And the, the hair even kind of has you know, gathered in, in such a way that seems to, to you know, provide some kind of support. Um, I feel like you're going to need a chiropractor. The hair does a lot of the heavy lifting. So, kids, what is that cutie? You're adorable. Come over here. Uh, careful. What is it? Uh, it's um, a... Um, well, it's... Um, well, uh, it's... Um, yeah. It's... Um, uh, senpai? Well, Lenora, it's a gremlin. What? Yeah. Oh, great shadow. A gremlin? A gremlin? Are you sure? It came out of a gremlin egg. That's that's uh, a, a hint that it's probably... <laughs> Again, I spent most of my life in solitary confinement, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that is a hint. Huh? That is a hint. You, you're good uh, with it. hints, aren't you? you? Holy, holy, holy. Hence, the oracle. Look at those eyes. Ah, can I pet it? Uh, if, uh, yeah, if she lets you, go for it. Usually that sound means yes. Oh, Although in general, it's singing, best it's to you know, go for a clear yes when you're lowering your hands in the direction you are. <laughs> okay, kiddos. Let's get to work. What do you know about the oracle? Has he told you anything? No, we know very little. In fact, that's a part of our reason for pursuing the... Um, I mean, I know the there's oracle. a Brittany card deck <laughs> of the Oracle in various phases of Brittany's life. I think mm. we could try that first. I understand we might need a harpoon. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad to see that students at Clayville still do not do their homework. I was the same way. Uh, I mean, I looked up the Brittany Oracle deck of cards at home. I'll have you know. I, that's that's a step ahead of me, admittedly. Well, we're going to have to go out to sea to find it. Inside the whale. There you are. It is uh, a whale that we're looking for. And the oracle is inside that whale. Metaphorically, I'm still not clear if the... <laughs> whale is uh, our enemy or if the whale is kind of like the oracle's house slash bicycle. I think it's a literal metaphor. 
He's uh, straight up. Right. I mean, that's I'm exactly what it is. Cannot be literal. That's uh, an oxymoron. And that what is. What you call me? <laughs> and that is precisely the uh, difficult to grasp nature of the whale oracle. Since it's wet. <laughs> no. No. We're looking for a dry whale. I've got some creams for that. <laughs> well, Leonora, uh, um, maybe we leave the boys with their beers and go get some work done. Uh, well, I, I first of all, I wouldn't leave my beer here with these boys unless I wanted my beer to be gone, and I don't want my right. beer to be gone. Right. Secondly, uh, we are going to need them uh, for this trip. As it turns out, what they have not told you is that over the past 30 years, nobody has been able to find the oracle. And that I personally know of three missions that were sent, but no one ever came back. Maybe that's because it's really great out there. <laughs> I don't think optimism is a good look on you. I found that unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> the ninja were never found, or the ships that they commanded. I'm not sure how this will end differently for us, but it seems that we don't have a choice, or you don't. I do. I can just not go. But you're coming with us, right? Tim, do you think the actual gremlin will have the same effect as the egg? We can only hope. I feel that, if anything, it may have an even greater effect. It is bigger than the egg. So, <laughs> let me get this straight. You show up, out of nowhere, having abandoned me to my death, only to ask me to go on a suicide mission with you. Well, when you put it that way, I accept! <laughs> wow. Uh... I'm sick and tired of being here in this corner of the world. There's nobody around me, and, uh... <laughs> There's nothing like some adventure and adrenaline to get things going. But if we make it out, you owe me a fancy dinner, mister. A real fancy dinner. Done. If we make it back, fancy dinner. Real fancy. I'll wear my suit. I feel like Leonora sells herself really cheap. What do you think, guys? I, I think Tim has uh, got a lot going for him. Uh, oh, never mind. Look, the man needs work, but uh, we also need a guide. So, I say Laheim to the happy couple. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pug. You're a complete nut job, and Abby is totally unhinged. We're gonna do great. Yeah, we're gonna be fine. Now, one second, I need this book. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And um, Tony 
uses all his might um, and athletics. Athletics, yeah. I was trying to find something better. Yeah, minus an athletics to speed. No athletics okay. to try and pull the book from under its leg. That's four. Pug swiftly with one strong move, he pulls the book out, and uh, the the recliner that is that it is supporting manages to uh, keep its balance on uh, the remaining uh, uh, supported three legs. Uh, surely, if somebody sat on it, it wouldn't be able to uh, hold its balance, but uh, uh, for the time being, and he notices that uh, the book is uh, Pride and Prejudice. Ah, this must be the story of Lenora and Tim. <laughs> he was too proud. Which one of them is... I can never remember which was proud and which was prejudiced. <laughs> I'm assuming Tim might have been both. <laughs> hey, uh, little guy, put that book back! Uh, you just ruined my, my perfect support system there for my recliner. Sorry, I didn't realize this was load-bearing. Uh, well, it's a heavy, dense buck. Well, I mean, yes, but I'm sure with enough time you could make it through it. <laughs> I don't know. I've had it under that leg for a long while, and it still hasn't gone through. I mean, it might be kind of difficult to read <laughs> since it's underneath the chair. There's no secret maps or anything in here. <laughs> Why you gotta keep a book in such a weird place if it doesn't have any secret maps? Because the layout to the chair broke. Oh. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Come on, everyone, drink up. Let's make our way to the boat. We might as well get moving. It's going to take a few days before we get to the general area where we might or not find the Oracle Whale. That's, uh, any questions hold before we leave? Directions. Hey, this is Fede from Arcane Ninja RPG. If you like our show, you may also like other shows in the Pot Cavern Network, such as this one. Hey, what's going on? We are Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla. And me, Justin G. Myself, Justin Briner. And me, Sarah M. Pull the Plug Podcast, it's a place where music fans, pop culture nerds, and people who love dick jokes come together each week. A place of worship, if you will. Check us out at ptppodcast.com for all your dick needs. And now, back to the show. Tim, Carmen... Abby and Tony follow Lenora to the rather puny vessel. The top of a large engine sticks out of the water on the stern. The small cabin is very tight. It is equipped with four cots and a foldable table, which has a large map on it, as well as different navigation tools. A radio is mounted on a shelf on the wall. And shallow cabinets hold dry food supplies. It seems like there is enough food for a few people for a few days. Outside, above the cabin, covered with a somewhat flimsy-looking awning, are the navigation controls. Lenora takes her place there with practiced skill. They all feel how, in this moment, part of their journey's fate is being determined by the powers beyond. It falls 
on the forces looking over Carmen to influence the outcome. They summon all of Carmen's knowledge and all of her intuition for the task ahead. Take turns sleeping. You all know how to move your chi to the soles of your feet, right? Yeah, yeah, we got no. it. Wouldn't that just be the same, like, maneuver as, like, our spider climb? Yeah. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> Didn't occur to me that that would work on a boat, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we can stick ourselves to the main Where? line port. I don't know the ninja, the, the water ninja terminology, but... That's so cool that wet surfaces behave with ninja craft the same way as dry surfaces? Man, we are awesome! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. It's not exactly the same, but we can definitely make it work. <laughs> well, uh, so I suggest you do that while you're awake. This is a temperamental ocean and when it gets rough it's easy to fall off board and if you do it will be near impossible to find you in a raging storm. You may also want to tie yourselves in though there is a chance that if you fall you may get tangled in the rope and drown. But at least we will know where your body is if that were the case. Also, if the boat capsizes, no hope whatsoever of survival. Just saying. You know what? If the boat capsizes, we're in deep, deep shit. I wouldn't say no chances of survival, because I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to cut us short of an opportunity, but, uh... It'd be tough. That'd be a tough uh, call. Let's hope we don't capsize. Where did you get this girl from? Damn it. Talking about capsizing and so forth. She's in charge of the worst case scenario. I'll take first sleep. Can I roll for my sailor knot skills? Yes, so uh, Carmen tries to remember everything she read about knots, any kind of knot, specifically nautical knots, but any kind of knot. And she summons all her knowledge and her discipline to see if if she manages to, or crafts, yeah, knowledge and crafts, if she manages to, to know, to figure out in that moment, to recall as she does it, how to tie a proper knot. One, two, three, four. Hey, hey. Great. Oh, that's a great yeah. use of a crit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell if that's sarcasm. Never gonna or not. find the oracle, but we got our choice between bowline, sheep bed, clove hitch. <laughs> You know what? You'll be thanking me when you're just sleeping and sleeping and then a big gust of wind comes 
and a wave puts the boat a little too tipsy for you to stay in when you're sleeping with Pug Louisa in your hair nest. And thanks to my knot. And she says that as she tightens the knot around her own waist and then turns around and walks away. <laughs> you wouldn't leave Pug Louisa from, defenseless. <laughs> from the untied oh, no, no. Pug I'll Louisa. i Pug Louisa in. There you go. Oh, okay. Sorry, you're tying just Pug Louisa in? Correct. That seems about right. And then I'll come back. But he has to appreciate the severity of the risk. If the skill roll failed. Pug Luisa is very tightly secured to Pug. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. I guess I'll tie you in too. I appreciate that. Okay. And Inner so monologue. now Pug, Pug Luisa and I know but you have to let me finish Pug, Pug Luisa and Carmen are all tied together to the same rope alright I know I give him a hard time but if he'd just say I appreciate you a little more often I'd ease off very well then off we go she says as she pushes on a large lever. A deep-throated growl comes from the engine, and then a large amount of water starts to get displaced, the boat acquiring speed fast. Other than that first growl, the engine is so quiet, it's easy to forget it is there. Soon, the coast is out of sight, the Atlantic Ocean spreading out in all directions. The sun sparkles intensely on the water, Absinthe and Carmen are blinded by the brightness around them. They suffer a blinded two condition while on deck. Soon the party settled. The monotony of the navigation makes it so that they have time to unpack the recent events. Practice their skills or jutsu or occupy their time in any other way they see fit. Tim gets comfortable near Lenora, keeping quiet. Pagluisa purrs itself to a restless sleep on Tony's shoulders, somehow maintaining a strong grip on his hair. What do Carmen, Tony, and Abby do? Do we all have a two-blinding condition? Well, you two do, because you grew up underground, but the sunny streets of Toronto have prepared me for this nautical life. Tony is still wearing sunglasses despite this. So how do um, Tony, Carmen, and Abby spend their time uh, on deck while they navigate? I mean, mostly getting a tan. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is some good boat life, you know. Get some boat drinks. Getting that, you know, parrot head lifestyle engaged now that we're graduated. This is the closest we're going to come to a, you know, a grad trip, so I'm trying to enjoy it. Carmen is studying her alchemy text so that one of these days she'll be able to make use of a voice-altering potion. Abby is working on 
their marksmanship, since there is a high probability they will need to throw a harpoon into a whale in the near future. All right. How does it sound uh, when uh, we we hear Carmen working on her voice altering jutsu? The tides seem to be working with them as everybody settles into their routine. Um, And this means that at the following rolls as they happen uh, throughout our mission, at any given failure, the party may choose to re-roll to attempt a success. And at dawn, our heroes are uh, practicing, uh, some sleeping, some awake. Uh, the underground do- dwarf and, and the uh, dark elf who have difficulty with the bright light, they have uh, already embraced nocturnal habits. Staying in indoors uh, for for most of the uh, brightest hours of the days, while Pug uh, mostly uh, settles in nicely into the rhythm of of, of uh, a sailing vacation, if you will. And uh, the sun slowly traces its course above them uh, as they do all these things. And it's late morning when, once again. The apprentice ninja get that strange feeling that this moment, this next part of their journey's fate is being determined by the powers that lie beyond. And it falls on the forces looking over absentia to influence the outcome. They summon all of Absentia's fortitude and all of their understanding of travel. Two. And uh, as they sail along, they feel the breeze on their faces and um, the sun or stars, uh, depending on at what time they're above, uh, on their bodies, and they recover a psyche point if they had any kind of psyche damage. It's very relaxing, the trip. There's no, uh, there doesn't seem to be any difficulties on their way. Routines are acquired very pretty fast, and all the activity in the vessel has now settled into predictable cycles. And the fate of their journey is once more at stake, and it falls to the forces looking over Tony to influence their outcome. And harnessing all of Tony's perception and uh, his uh, understanding of stealth, 
they attempt to influence the events to come. Those forces get a one. They continue to navigate when suddenly the vessel that they are standing on lurches and everybody on board uses uh, every little bit of their athletics plus speed to try and remain standing. One. Four. Two. No. Three. As the vessel lurches, Tony and Abby, Lenora and Tim manage to keep their ground. They put one hand to the ground or, or one hand on railing or on a, on a surface where they can somehow balance themselves and they manage to keep the ground. However, uh, they all see how Carmen uh, falls to the ground and, um, and starts uh, slipping away uh, on, on the slippery surface of the deck. <laughs> Coming! She summons all her speed and intuition. Grab the rope! Uh, I, it's slipping through my hands! Oh, oh. Two. But you tied it right, right? <laughs> and yes, I tied the, it right. I was just focusing on tying you and Pug Louisa. I appreciate that! <laughs> the the rope slips through her hands a little bit, but... Uh, just at the last second, as she thought she might be going off board, she manages to uh, grab hold of, of, of the rope with one hand, and, uh, and Tony, who's tied to uh, the rope as well, uh, helps to hold her back, and uh, she, she manages to avoid falling. Abby, help! I weigh 80 pounds! Uh, however, uh, or not however, she's falling, and Tony is, is helping out, and Abby notices... Uh, hmm. clearly this big shadow that that is is swimming away from the boat uh, and it's clearly the uh, responsible for for what just happened something hit the boat from underneath that seems significant um, and it's a it's a large uh, shadow uh, that is moving away and 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 turns before he has uh, or she or they have a moment to <coughs> Uh, to say anything, uh, this big shadow comes back, seems to be coming back for them. It's okay, you're okay, you didn't go off. Abby, thanks for the help, by the way. What are you looking at? Uh, I believe I'm looking at a giant whale. That is significant. Common, get up, get up. We uh, found the oracle, uh, we found the oracle, uh, I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm up, I'm, The oracle I'm tried up. to kill Common. Tim, Lenora, we got uh, a live one. Is that what they say on boats? Oh, God, it's happening. Lenora yells, Shit! Get to your positions! I never learned what my position was. It means defend yourself. This is a killer whale. There! Hi, it's me again. If you're still looking for something to listen, check out this podcast. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. 
Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Fantasy, action, mystery, friendship. And now, back to the show. <laughs> and we enter initiatives. And seven. Six. Seven. Does Pug Louisa get a separate initiative, or... Uh... Uh, Pug Luisa doesn't, even though they're awake, or she's awake, or it's awake, um, and hanging on for dear life onto Tony's hair. It's got all sorts of actions she can take. Uh, she's not. It's got this one here. It says Magic Whale Bomb. Participate in this in this encounter. All right, hang on tight, the best you can. I'm going to take some evasion actions. And uh, as she says this. Three things happen at once. The whale starts making its way back toward the vessel, and it clears going to try to ram it in again. Uh, But Tony and Abby both have time to react before that happens, or simultaneously as that happens. Well, I've been working on my marksmanship, so I would like to grab a harpoon. We did bring harpoons, didn't we? Uh, There's no harpoons on board, no. We didn't get ready to hunt whales. I... I misunderstood our... our understanding of this entire quest. Actually, we do have a harpoon that... uh, that Tim brought. He had a... Didn't he have a harpoon? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, he had a harpoon. I've got it written down right here. (laughs) Yeah, I have a harpoon right here. (laughs) Roast, Here, I'm Cynthia. Catch! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and. Should we not roll Tim, to see Tim if Glass he catches that harpoon, or harpoon or in the in eye? The That's way. what's happening. That roll is currently happening. I will roll survival. In the way uh, <laughs> of Abby, and Abby uses their um, athletics and speed, or. or uh, uh, is speed and intuition, either or? Uh, two. And catches the harpoon okay. right midair. Did you take your minus two for being blinded by the sun? No. Yeah, the blinding condition. Did you, you've got a, you get a roll again, then with two less. Two less oh. dice. Oh. This is, this is why I'm so upset that it's uh, not nighttime. One. It, 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 there's a moment of fumble and hesitation, but Absinthia manages to catch the harpoon that Tim quite accurately actually threw uh, their way. Point first. <laughs> and in that one swift motion, Absinthia catches the harpoon and redirects it, throwing it at the shadow of the whale that is uh, coming in to uh, hit the boat. But what is Tony doing? Simultaneously. Uh, gawking at this thing. Um, I am... God. What's happening with Carmen? Is Carmen, like, back on... Carmen has regained her her, uh, footing, uh, and she's next to the railing in the... Is there a rope tied around this harpoon? 
Uh, there's no rope tied around the harpoon, but there's a rope tied around Tony and Pug and Carmen. It's all the same rope. It, it, <laughs> is, it is. Carmen Dungeons made sure that everybody was tied up onto the same rope. <laughs> there's also rope in their uh, equipment, though I, I would imagine the equipment is down in the cabin. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not even wearing a shirt. Uh... <laughs> Great. Whoa, that was amazing. Uh, and Tim can't even see. We didn't tie a rope to that, though. Uh, don't worry, I got a rope. Uh, I'll, uh, jump. Come and get, uh, hold on tight. Um, we, I'm gonna say we gain a karma. Uh, for my untamable nature, making things a little bit harder on the squad. Karma, 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 You gotta play the character Did you Tony made. Jump, like my thought the is. Harpoon? Tony has a inner monologue. If I were a better quill, like Master Lorenzo, I would use my own luscious hair to throw a rope out and tie it around the harpoon mid-flight, elegantly solving our problem. Mm. But what I lack in understanding of my own clan's magical ability and finesse I make up for, oh, we're already jumping. Sometimes you play the hand that you accidentally dealt yourself. Come and help! As Tony, as Tony. So, so all this happens simultaneously. The whale is coming in, and it hits the boat as this harpoon is traveling to it. And uh, did did uh, Absentia use all her uh, marksman and athletics? I haven't used that yet. No. Okay. My plan is to, to it's four, uh, uh, it's, uh, like, my trajectory is going to intersect with your harpoon, and I'm going to finish the, the I'm going to take over and stab the whale with the harpoon, and then you'll pull great, me back. Great, because we're going to need that. I only rolled a one. That's fine, because I'm going to, I'm going to grab the harpoon <laughs> out of the air and dive at the whale with it, so it's fine. You just got so, it that far. Um, Good thing we have a backup plan. Tony, Tony. Foolproof uh, backup plan. <laughs> Thinking on on his Thinking feet. is a strong word, yeah. Thinking <laughs> yeah, off my trying feet. Trying to figure out what's that, what to do. He he sees the harpoon traveling simultaneously with him and and he uses his athletics and his speed or his speed and his intuition. I think we've we've discussed off mic about how bad my intuition actually is. So he's athletic and his speed to try and grab hold on that of that harpoon and guide it into um, into the whale. Would you say this is fighting then? We could use fighting. I was just thinking that as well. So you could use athletics and fighting, or speed and fighting, if you will. Oh, sorry, fighting and speed, or fighting and athletics, whichever you prefer. Great. And would you argue that because I am acting before the whale, this is a pounce? You're not acting before the whale. You're acting simultaneously with the whale. Then we're going to use athletics and speed. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven successes. Oh, that's really On good. Six dice. Yes, Let's it is. See what the whale. Has to say about this. 
Tony. Tony speaks whale, by the way. Killer whales are a different dialect. Oh, sorry. More of a West Coast. Yeah, what's it doing out here? How many do you have? Seven. Woo! Uh-ho. Pug Luisa. Hanging on oh God, as, no. as hard as it can, and there's this kind of yell of excitement and desperation all at once. <laughs> as Tony flies through the air and dives off off the deck of the boat over the railing, catching the harpoon that Absentia managed to uh, throw that way, which would have missed otherwise, and redirecting it, <laughs> landing on the whale and just uh, sinking oh. that harpoon deep oh. into the whale's back. Um, and, and there's a, a sound of agony coming from the creature that, uh, uh, as it receives the impact of the harpoon, uh, it, it shoves itself into the boat and and uh, and the boat lurches and Carmen and Tim and Lenora all uh, use their athletics um, and and their uh, intuition uh, or athletics and speed to try and remain on the boat or not fall off their feet with the lurch of the boat as the whale uh, hits it from underneath and uh, uh, Tim is, is helping Lenora uh, keep her ground, uh, and they both manage to stay on as Lenora steers uh, the boat. Carmen? What's the impact of the blinding? Minus two dice? No. N- not really, no. I think that there's no impact of the blinding per se, because he's just trying to uh, uh, keep her ground standing. So Two. Two. In fact... Uh, what what happens is that as the boat lurches, Carmen feels the rope around her waist tighten and pull her a little bit, and and that pull uh, amazingly helps her balance herself uh, and not fall over. Uh, however, in, immediately after that, she uh, needs to use her uh, athletics and her might to uh, hold on to the rope as uh, Tony. Uh, dangles off uh, the side of the boat and into the water. Uh, the the whale having moved away in pain, uh, but now uh, Tony is in the water. Yes, he tied to a rope. Tied to, Don't I have to the heart Tony! still in the whale? Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Tony has the harpoon in the whale. The whale, after it hits the boat, it sinks into the water, uh, swimming, trying to swim away from the boat. Does Tony hold on to that harpoon uh, and go for a dive, or does he let go? Can I try to get the harpoon out? Why don't we try? And Tony holds on to that harpoon intending to hold, to, to keep it, and and, and uh, be able to uh, uh, keep, keep on, keep holding on to it as the whale swims away. The harpoon is pretty deep in because he had managed to uh, to connect quite <laughs> concretely and uh, and so he uses all his athletics and might to to hold on to that um, and hoping that the tautness of the rope will will 
uh, do the job. And as he does that, Carmen uh, especially also uses uh, her uh, athletics and her might to try and hold on because the the rope suddenly goes taut around uh, her waist and, and tries to pull her out. Um, as Tony's holding onto that harpoon, and they're both trying to hold on to that uh, and pull it out of the way as it swims away. Sometimes when you back yourself into a corner, you just need to pull harder or lift stronger. Tony, shut up and pull! I do get plus one might for getting uh, using strength to get myself out of a tight spot, though. Oh. Uh, that mm, is a good thing, because that's two. <laughs> And what was Carmen's? One. One. Okay. Um. We're not losing this harp. <laughs> uh, Tony greets his teeth, and there's a moment where uh, Carmen feels that she's going over, and <gasps> and Tony feels that that the, the whale might be taking him with him. No. And, and he just hangs oh. in there and grabs hold. And hey. oh, no. the harpoon gets released from the creature's back. A stream of, of blood comes out of the creature and Tony oh. has a harpoon in his hand. Carmen manages to hold her ground, and Tony's now swimming in the water with the harpoon uh, tied to Carmen uh, with, through the rope, uh, and the creature is moving away. And as this happens, uh, immediately you feel the boat uh, uh, turn quite aggressively in, uh, away from where the whale is going, and, 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 and the speed seems to increase uh, in such a way that uh, even though Carmen doesn't need to uh, make a new uh, holding check, uh, Tony starts like, like he's like a rock on, on the water, <laughs> like just bouncing off, and, uh, and, and, and he manages actually to take into a position where his hands are, are straight at his sides and, and his chest is, is acting as, a, as like a bouncing board and, uh, and hanging on with with the the with the expression of joy that would just melt the the, the heart of of gods uh, goes Pag Luisa just just reveling in in this like ski water skiing on Tony situation. <laughs> and uh, slowly Carmen pulls. Tony on uh, hand after hand, uh, and and eventually Tony makes it back onto the boat, which is moving uh, at uh, full speed uh, ahead. Uh, <laughs> well done. If you ever do that again, damn. Well done. That's okay. That's, we're good. You're all good. Oh. Hey, uh, senpai, I got your harpoon back. Well done. I, I saw it all. It was amazing. I don't believe you. <laughs> Thanks for your help, by the way. Hey, I helped keep her standing so that we get away from that. So never question your senpai. Ever. Okay, Why? well, this isn't a question, but uh, <laughs> next time tie a rope to this. <laughs> to what? The harpoon. Oh, right, right. 
The harpoon, yeah. Why do you keep it? Alright. Yeah, Woo. yeah. I think that it's more useful in, in well, whomever of you is better at throwing that. Who, who was it that threw it first? I threw it first. Oh, well, maybe, maybe Absentia should but keep he it. he You guys decide. Uh, I don't care. Abby, you uh, can keep the harpoon if I get to name it. Fair deal. Excellent. I'll get back to you with the name. <laughs> right now I'm thinking whale stabber. <laughs> we can workshop it. I mean, I personally like ballet dancer. I think it, it conveys that precision that we're talking about. I was very graceful. But we did scare away the oracle, so... Uh, what do we do about that? Yeah, but... Well, okay, hang on there, boys, hang on there, and uh, keep tight. We're going to go fast for a while to try and get away from that killer whale. But those are, uh, that's not the Oracle. We are, we're not yet uh, there. That's just a whale I'm... who had a problem? Well, you, um, what do you guys know about Aeneas' experiments with sea creatures? And everybody, all all the Guinea Ninja use their knowledge and their discipline mm. to see if they can recall anything from Claybolt Academy class. We did learn this in school? You might have. Uh, did, did we learn this in school? Because if we do, we get a bonus die. <laughs> I'll give you the bonus die. And, it's not uh, going to matter. but and To try and see if they know anything about... Uh, Aeneas experiments There's with no way I paid sea creatures. <laughs> Two, three. <sighs> One. Three. Three. Oh, sec- bonus die. One. Wait. Yeah, still three. But can I check my knowledge also on killer whales? Aren't they harmless to humans and ninja? Uh, Carmen can summon her knowledge and discipline once more. But unfortunately not to boats. (laughs) One. Carmen doesn't know much about killer (laughs) whales. Other than she she heard they're harmless, but but she doesn't know why they're called killer if they're (laughs) harmless. it's It's another oxymoron that she needs to solve. But she does... Recall that the International Ninja Elimination Agency has performed, well, experiments left and right, frankly, um, with with all sorts of animals, uh, and to try and, and train them to detect and attack ninja if they did. And among those animals, there was a program for uh, killer whales and dolphins, which are, in fact, she recalls, of a uh, similar species. And, uh, and so she, uh, she does know that these creatures were not just trained, but actually altered uh, in their DNA to act in certain ways that other members of their species would not normally do uh, when they sense chi manipulation, which they're capable of doing, all animals are, they just, because they live in a different kind of realm of 
perception. And so they, they, could, they can sense energy flows in a way that humans can't quite. Uh, when we are asked uh, what we remember about this, uh, Pug just immediately shrugs and looks at Garmin. <laughs> what do we know about that? I mean, if you hadn't just gotten that whale stabbed and got the harpoon back and saved my life a minute before, I might be pissed. But as it is, <laughs> So I just gotta keep up an average of about three heroic feats per hour for you to be nice to Correct. me. Is that the deal? I can do that. I like this deal. Alright. Dispense with the knowledge. Uh, well, I believe that killer whales are <laughs> completely harmless to humans. However, if the Aimea have been experimenting on the marine life in this area, then they may have messed with their, their psych psyches or their neurochemistry or I don't know. That Maybe it's Aimea's fault. See, I told you, Lenora, these are like top students, like top of the class. These guys, they gave me the best. Wait, so that wasn't the Oracle, but it might have been an anti-ninja agent? You got it, kid. That's exactly what those fuckers do. They train these creatures so they find us, and then they attack us. You should, you should see what a, what a bunch of dolphins act like. They're like piranhas. They try to eat us alive. I should have stabbed it harder. Uh... Or we try to figure out how to reverse Aeneas messing with this poor creature. That sounds great, but hear me out. We continue to drive very fast away from the big fish that might be. Also an option. Also, I think whales are mammals, not fish. Knowledge check, but, you know. Good for thought. Oh yeah, that is true. I got into a big argument with that waiter at the seafood palace that one time. Still right. think it shouldn't and have been full price. I mean, if they're closer to us than to, for example, trout, maybe we should give it some extra thought before we just go on stabbing. They don't make me feel bad about eating whale. <laughs> or trout. And hey, don't underestimate the trout. They're smart fish. They're pretty close to us. Closer to us than... Well, I don't know what. Do we need to be suspicious of the trout? <laughs> An oyster? <laughs> they, 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 he's got brains. She's got... They got brains. Damn it, Abby. We'll be on the lookout for any international uh, associations of uh, anti-ninja oysters. <laughs> they definitely don't have brains. Nora, <laughs> did they get into the oysters? I don't know, they might have. There's oysters? <laughs> Ooh, how about uh, clams? I love clams. I gotta go clam see chowder? if, uh, yeah, Pug Louisa might subsist entirely on clam chowder. We don't know. That tracks. <laughs> and mimosas. I'll be right back. Ooh, I would put money on that. Mimosas <laughs> and clam chowder. Clam chowder and mimosas, that's a solid diet, what? Yeah, that will cause you to throw up due to constant motion to, to see it all. <laughs> the motorboat... You're just looking on the pessimist side. Hey, what's that dwarf full of? Uh, you know, clams, cream, vodka. 
Sorry, champagne. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> Moving at top speed in silence through the waters of the Atlantic. In boat. silence, he says. In absolute silence, yes. The, or the engine, at least, is Us? absolutely really? silent. Not, not the ninja, not silent at all. Ah, oh, thank goodness. They move away from their confrontation spot and on and on for, for the next few hours and things settle back again and it goes into the night and, and the night settles in and it all seems peaceful as they, they keep on moving. Lenora, um, who has taken a few breaks so she hasn't really been driving all, all, all uh, the time, just so we're clear, uh, has managed to definitely navigate the ship and the turn to influence yet another fateful crossroad returns to the force that overlooks over Absentia. And they utilize all of Absentia's survival skills and their understanding of travel to affect the events that will take place. One. One. As the night settles, Lenora declares, well, it's good weather for a little while. We should be there by tomorrow. That's good. We, we... Where? In the, the area where we are going to find or not the Oracle Wait. Whale. How do you know where the oracle will be? Well, I don't know where it will be, but we know that we must navigate the area around the sunken city of Atlantis. And that okay. the whale might appear in that area, or not. The sunken city of Atlantis? And we're fairly yes. certain we know exactly where the lost city of Atlantis is. I have is. always heard that it's a little offshore of Prince Edward Island. Is that what... I believe it's in the second book of Anne of Green Gables. I gotta do some more reading. Is that what sunk the Titanic? Well, just so you know, I've been we known just to. traveled uh, a few thousand kilometers on the water, so we're not a little north of the island. Um, I mean, kind of it's, Green had extensive it's travels. a little in the scale of a galaxy. If we have to fight any galactic whales, I'm going to need uh, another one of these chowders. And just so you know, the city, the city of Atlantis was not lost. The ninja sunk it to preserve the secrets. Oh, it's like under Pickering. It is, but under the Atlantic. Hey, I will totally be able to find my way if we can just get to the right fish entryway. Well, I look forward to seeing you do that. I've got faith. Um, well, I clearly have not been able to follow the directions on this trip at all. <laughs> well, the sun rises once more, and now uh, everybody is uh, rested uh, for, for most of the part. Um, mm. The conditions of blind are not permanent for Carmen or Absentia. They, they of oh, course, only uh, manifest with the sunlight. Uh, and so as the sun rises, they uh, lose the ability to see 
uh, with the same kind of uh, uh, pristineness as they have in the night and they uh, regain their blind condition unless they go under uh, into the cabin where they, they can uh, rest and, uh, and not be blind. And the hours go by and the boat uh, travels and it's a clear day. And Honora finally says, Okay, we're here. This is it. This is it? Atlantis? This is the area. No, girl, Atlantis is thousands of kilometers down. I was going to say there's less traffic oh. than I pictured. <laughs> we're just, we're just in the seas around Atlantis. And so here's the thing. Um, you might have picked on this before, but I asked Tim if he thought that an actual gremlin would have the same effect as an egg. And that is because an egg is historically what ninja used to attract the oracle whale, which seems to enjoy gremlin eggs. Whoa, like whoa, eating whoa. Them? And so... We're not using Pug Louisa as bait now, are we? I believe we already have. Uh, yeah. That's, oh. that is the plan. Pag Luisa is uh, the bait. Wait a minute. Wait, we need to talk about this. Uh, Abby? Yes. Pony? Maybe I mean, we have a little huddle? We well, can't exactly leave. I mean, if, if I this whale's got it out for Pug Luisa, then we just gotta be ready to square up when it comes for her. I think that I should point out I don't like to say I told you so. That is... But we did not prepare this child adequately for the realities of the world that this child was about to enter into, and now here we are using it as bait for a killer oracle, as expected, as was completely predictable, and what is this child ready for in this situation? Well, this point has- of note, this child has already stabbed one whale, and, uh you know, uh, skadood out of there. So I suppose I, you think that's adequate. I, it's more whales than you've harpooned. You know, okay, as they we're not speak, getting anywhere with the this. boat becomes to rock harder and harder. And they don't notice this at first as they're so engrossed in their conversation. But by the time they realize the boat is really rocking and is hey it guys, like, are we, I'm getting kind of queasy. Is that just me? That's probably the claim. That's probably as an emotional response to the lack of proper parenting. We have provided Whoa! this. I'm having Whoa, an emotional response to you. The what? boat guy. What about the... Oh, wait. Yeah. This does seem severe. Shut up, you guys. Look. And as you look toward where Lenora is pointing... You see, first, uh, like a geyser of water that just come, shoots up from a, a spot in the ocean uh, a few hundred yards away. Uh, but that geyser comes with a gigantic shadow that starts to emerge with it. And... The surface of the water is broken by a hump of a whale and 
it's moving in the direction of the ship. And what breaks the water is of such magnitude in size that it looks like a small continent is actually emerging from the water. The geyser, which was shooting in the air up to 100 feet, and in fact, some of the droplets of, of it coming back down land on the faces of all the people on the boat, even though the, the geyser and the whale are still a, a few hundred yards away. They can all see clearly how this creature, which is moving toward the boat, continues to emerge out of the water until it feels like it's a mountain that's just come out. And then this giant, giant maw opens up. And it's so big that a hundred little boats like yours could fit in. Should we harpoon it? Is that the normal size for one of these things, or is, uh, is that the oracle? Uh, like, I'm pretty sure this time, um, but I don't want to be wrong. Seems maybe we book an appointment to come back another day. Grab on to whatever you can! And this is where we'll leave uh, our session today. Thank you for listening to our show. If you like what you're hearing, please like the podcast, share it with your friends, and if you can, leave us a five-star review. All this really helps starting podcasts like this one build an audience. Do you want your name to be an inspiration for an NPC character? Tweet about us using the hashtag at ArcaneNinjaRPG. You can also join our patron family at patreon.com slash ArcaneNinjaRPG. For as little as five bucks per month, you can help us continue to produce this show, get access to some extra content, and get a special thanks mention at the end of each episode. Thanks again. Stay tuned for the next episode release in two weeks. See ya!